Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In today's episode, HW Plus Managing Editor Brenna Nath joins Housing Wire Editor-in-Chief Sarah Wheeler to review President Joe Biden's proposed stimulus and $15,000 tax credit, as well as what it could mean for the housing market if passed. But before we listen, here's a brief word on Housing Wire's newest podcast. Right now, more than ever, the housing industry has been having honest conversations about how race impacts the home buying process. To heighten the discussion, Housing Wire is launching Honest Conversations, a new mini podcast series to examine the state of minority home ownership in America. For eight weeks starting in February, please join Housing Wire Daily each Wednesday as we aim to provide listeners with a greater perspective on how race, housing, and wealth intersect and what experts are doing to close the home ownership gap. Happy Monday, Sarah. Thank you. It's kind of a sad Monday after yesterday. I coincidentally was watching the Super Bowl with a friend who is in the mortgage industry. He's in a training program. So he's been an underwriter. Now he's in loan processing. And he made the joke that he was surprised that the mortgage industry doesn't have a holiday today at this point, especially I know in a lot of our newsletters, we have a lot of references to sports. So I'm sure there's quite a few people in this industry petitioning for one of those floating holidays being the Monday after Super Bowl. I would be up for that. Let's do it. Let's start it right here. We'll sign our petition. We'll start one. Well, kind of jumping right into, I know we had a, obviously a very eventful weekend watching the Super Bowl, kind of nice to, um, watch TV and have something that seemed like kind of normal, but going back into a busy news week, which we continue to have, I don't know if I'll ever stop saying that. What's, when we just got off our morning huddle, what's a piece of news that you feel like our listeners should be paying attention to right now? Well, actually, it really ties into the Super Bowl. So at, uh, at this year's Super Bowl, we had three different companies run four different ads. So you had Rocket Mortgage, who was the OG of uh, Super Bowl ads for the mortgage industry, run two different ads. And then you had uh, United Wholesale Mortgage and you had Guaranteed Rate. And the really interesting thing about that is um, the fact that those three are locked in a, in a pretty amazing competition, especially if you look at Rocket and UWM, number one, number two in the country as far as origination volume. And, um, you know, so this morning we have a feature article. So for our, for our premium content, for our HW Plus members, 
Inside United Wholesale Mortgage's plan to topple Rocket, Matt Ishbia's firm has a plan to capture 50% of the wholesale market when the refis and their competitors fade. And one of the things that was so striking to me about Rocket Mortgage is they had one, one uh, commercial that was pretty, it, I thought they were both great, right, with, with Tracy Morgan. And it was really aimed at the consumer, like, hey, you know, that whole like push button, get mortgage. The other one was really aimed at, at um, supporting the mortgage broker channel and really informing consumers about, hey, this is why this is important, which is a huge, I mean, a 180, right? So, so they're the direct to consumer and here they are talking about mortgage and that's very intentional on their part. They have Rocket Pro TPO is their new branding. Um, they are really going after uh, that market share and you can see why because um, you know this, this next year, instead of refi, we're gonna see the purchase uh, market take over, um, the purchase uh, originations take over that mix. And so the brokers are, are pretty key to that. They see that. So it was interesting to see you had United Wholesale Mortgage really, you know, uh, informing consumers about this is what a mortgage broker is. This is how you find your great house. This is how you know you can afford it. And then to have Rocket having a similar ad where it was like, um, this is this is why they're important and, and actually showing like a mortgage company in the background that wasn't that wasn't rocket. It, it was pretty striking to me. And um, it really does show there's just this ongoing war between those two. That also ties back to, I think, that educational element that I know we've been talking for both sides from B2B to B2C and the need for just educating consumers on, you know, what is a mortgage broker? Where do you start the process? How do you get pre-approved? And bringing everything back to not, I mean, we are in the thick of it. So there's a lot of things we assume we know, or we, we know not really take for granted, but isn't really common knowledge or common um, information or terms to the everyday consumer. So being able to switch that angle to like that educational element is huge. And something I know, I mean, for our girlfriends podcast, I still have friends reaching out to me talking about like, I didn't know that, or I didn't know this part of real estate process. So it's cool to see that angle shift. Um, Absolutely. Especially with and for a mortgage, you know, your, your general person has no idea what a mortgage broker is versus, you know, going, should I just go to Chase? Should I go to Rocket? Should I go to this? And so um, really interesting. And, you know, United Mortgage brought up their findamortgagebroker.com, which is, so that's a direct to the consumer. The consumer go on, can go on there, find their their person. So we will see, this is a huge story for us, just the, the shift to the broker channel, the growth in the broker channel, what that looks like over the next year is going to be super interesting. And I know you already mentioned this, but I, I know we did just publish that article that deep dives into UWM and especially their fight against Rocket. And what's been fascinating following that story is that's a conversation that Matt has been pushing for is about the shift to the broker model and why a lot of brokers left the retail banking industry and shifted into brokers. So there's a lot of past coverage that you can find on our site and then even current plots in the war if you want to sign up for James's lending life, which I would highly encourage because he has amazing quotes in there that really give you an inside look at everything that's happening. Well, going from kind of this weekend, what's something that you feel like people should be paying attention to? Maybe obviously we're all paying attention to the Super Bowl, so that's not probably something we need to tune people into, but what's something that they're probably not paying attention to that they should be paying attention to right now? Well, so I, I think we have um, continued talks on the stimulus and how that affects housing, and then really some some very important tax things that are that are bubbling within the Biden administration. So, on Thursday, you had um, Senate leaders calling on Biden uh, to, by executive order or by executive action, um, have a fifty thousand dollars loan forgiveness for student loans. 
which was pretty, I mean, that's pretty big, 50,000. Uh, I think in his um, campaign, some of the things that he talked about, Biden talked about was a $10,000 student loan forgiveness. So, you know, you have to wonder, it's interesting that the, that the um, Senate leaders, instead of saying, hey, we're gonna pass this legislation, called on the president to say, hey, you should just do this by executive action. It, it seems to me highly unlikely that $50,000 would, would be the way he goes there, but maybe that gives him cover to do the $10,000 that he wanted to do anyway. Um, pretty, pretty big deal if, if that goes through, obviously that combined with the first time um, home buyers tax credit could be a game changer for some people. It, it, but, you know, we, we've written a lot about the home buyer tax credit because first of all, so that's a $15,000 uh, tax credit that is proposed that would be available like at the closing table. So you wouldn't have to wait until April to get it of the year. Like it would basically be like down payment assistance is, is what it would look like. But the, the question has been, does that actually hurt the housing market in the long run? Does that hurt affordable housing long run? Just because um, it doesn't do anything to the, to the underlying fundamentals of the underwriting. It doesn't change someone's credit score. It doesn't change their ability to repay. It just gives them more money for a down payment. Is that in, in our current environment, is that just going to fuel the, the home price uh, increase and, and further put it out of uh, reach. But if you think about that combined with potentially the, you know, a student loan forgiveness, that would change someone's debt to income ratio, ability to repay credit score. And so these two things together could, could be a game changer, but, you know, we're still unsure, like every day we're checking, has it passed? Is it, you know, where are we in the process? Is there any more um, uh, movement there? But our audience is very interested in those. Both of those stories are trending huge. I know we have a lot of extensive coverage on that right now, and we're um, there's more to come, but some similar, but related, a little different, but there's two apps right now that are taking over my phone, Clubhouse and TikTok. Those two, right. I know I saw your tweet on Friday night talking about how you were on Clubhouse on a Friday night. And at the same time, so I'll go from Clubhouse where we're all talking about real estate. And then uh, I know we have a coverage actually coming out on this new growth of TikTok. And so a two cents, I guess, for this podcast, for anyone who's even wanting to know, like, what is the consumer thinking about it? Right now, TikTok trends around, they're, they're hard to explain kind of in words. It's the video thing, but it's someone sitting there like, oh, when you realize that Biden might be coming out with a $15,000 home buyer tax credit and the guy like shuts his computer and like storms out of his house in a March because he just bought a home. And like these things are reaching the end consumer and they're going viral and they're seeing these stories and they're just as interested. So if our industry is ever wondering, I'm sure they're very much on Clubhouse, but even the TikTok world is starting to get these trickle down and this waterfall of what's going on in the industry. So if you ever need content ideas, that's just, there's definitely room there for education just as much as there was on Clubhouse or LinkedIn and everything else. Um, but I had that in since I saw your tweet. Yeah, I almost think that you could look at TikTok as the litmus test of what has trickled down to, to that consumer, right? Because um, yeah, the Clubhouse is just, I'm just amazed at the quality of people on Clubhouse on a Friday night. On a, we have our own Thursday night uh, FinTech discussion, Housing Wire does, everyone should join us, um, ask for an invite. But yeah, I mean, I've all weekend long, I kept checking into stuff. It's pretty addicting, actually. Very addicting. And I, most notifications on my phone, it makes me feel cooler than I am. And then I look and it's just Clubhouse. Um, well, kind of to wrap, I know we're, February is already flying by, which is not shocking, but also shocking at the same time. Is there anything else that you think our listeners should know or anything that we might have not touched on that you would like to add? Absolutely. So uh, regulation 
is coming back in force. And I feel like every couple of days we have a new story on um, really the Biden's administration. You can really see they're taking this seriously. They're acting director of the CFPB. They're the person who's gonna take over once he's confirmed uh, at the CFPB. There's a huge uh, emphasis on, on regulation that we just haven't had in the last four years. Servicers especially, we, we uh, wrote about that last week. Servicers, as you have all these borrowers coming out of forbearance, what does that look like? Um, there's going to be a, a really uh, close look at that. The interesting thing is, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, um, CFPB and others said, hey, to servicers, if you make a good faith effort, you know, we'll, we'll know. You're, you're trying to do your best. You have all these things, you know, borrowers are, are um, even harder to reach right now than ever. You've got all these things, but no one knows what that really looks like. No one knows, like, what does that look like a year from now when they're doing a look back and saying, how did you um, serve borrowers? And we know that, that, I mean, that could be 10 years from now, they're doing a look back and, and saying that. And are they still going to have that, you know, remember that that, that was the, the gist of it was like, if you're making a good faith effort. And of course, that's a very subjective thing. What does making a good faith effort look like? So we're continuing to look at the regulation. Um, I think that is a story that, you know, this time last year was, I mean, how often did we write about regulation this time last year? Very, very little. And then it feels like every other day now, because there's so much going on and we want to keep people informed. So I would say regulation is is the is the thing, especially if you're a servicer, but even um, there was some uh, redlining action this weekend that, uh, that I'm going to be writing about. So it's just, it's bubbling up everywhere. And I think that that's going to continue to be a topic that uh, we're going to cover people are really interested in. I would highly encourage people to read. Kelsey Ramirez wrote an article, I think it was last week on the Cordray era CFPB. Um, there was a, I was rereading that over the weekend and there was a line in there talking about how Cordray kind of like when he was in charge of the CFPB, if you don't define the line, people are less likely to cross it. And going back to that, um, I think the wording regulation by enforcement is the right terminology right. there. Um, and how, so he kind of, that article touches on that and looking from someone who was in charge of the CFPB during that time. So there's a lot of insights there that you could, I would highly encourage reading. But also up until this point when Biden became president, we were also heavily talking about what is the balance between state enforcement and regulation and the balance of um, you know, the government level. And so a lot of different, not a lot, I don't want to use that word, but different states were starting to look into that or ramp up efforts. And we've had past coverage on that into now, what does it look like going forward? So I would encourage people to kind of go read that article. It's a great, you know, source from somebody who's been in the industry and sat at that, the helm of the CFPB. Um, and something that we're going to be closely watching, as Sarah just mentioned, especially when it comes to not just servicing, but redlining and other topics that are coming out. Well, and we just had last week, um, we had 33 states go after Aquin slash PHH mortgage over servicing fees. And those were, um, you know, the, those are not looking back 10 years. And those are 33 states that are taking coordinated action. And they even say within that article that um, it's okay if the CFPB is going to be uh, strict to, that doesn't mean they're going to back down on their enforcement. So again, we're back in a situation where people have to deal with potentially more than 50 different, you know, um, people looking at them and looking at them in different ways and for different things. And so it is going to be challenging. Well, and I guess my last thought that I don't really just something I think is worth noting is if you look at our new vice president, she was a huge force right sure. after the financial crisis. And I know I keep saying we have past coverage. I'm going to selfishly keep saying we have past coverage on stuff, but if you go book, uh, go back and look, 
back when um, Biden was picking out his presidential candidates, we did a whole write-up on um, the different actions that she took leading into or right after the Great Recession and how she held banks accountable. And so just knowing that is something with history in the administration right now um, is just something interesting to watch or just something to note about as we move forward with this new era. So thought I would just note that as well. Love that. And, and it's so true. I think that people, you know, they were all their eyes were on in our industry on Elizabeth Warren, but Kamala Harris definitely had some really, um, you know, she was a prosecutor and, and she uh, had had a favorite to go after big banks as well after the financial crisis. So I, I think you're spot on there. Well, I guess we'll keep those big words. We'll keep uh, uh, Super Bowl regulation <laughs> servicing the top of our minds as we head into this new week. As always, Sarah, for those who don't know, she's our editor-in-chief. You can email her at swheeler@housingwire.com if you have any questions or tips for stuff going forward. There's a lot of things moving in industry. So I wanted to thank you, Sarah, for your time today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks, Brenna. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.